0: Hey everyone, we're listening to the Modern Farm and Artisan Co-op podcast. We are your hosts, Kat and Anna, and we are here connecting you to the lives and stories of our local farmers, makers, and educators that are all dedicating themselves to powerfully and positively impacting the Southern Utah community
1: before we get started take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date on new episodes and if you haven't already please leave us a rating or review on itunes we would greatly appreciate it and if you have the means consider supporting us on patreon even if it's only two dollars a month it makes a world of difference and as a thank you you'll receive a shout out on the show
0: Another way you can support us is checking out our brick-and-mortar store at 55 North Main in downtown St. George. Follow us on Instagram at Utah to stay up to date on all the exciting things we are up to in the store, on the farm, and on the podcast. All right, we are here with Lynn Mackey McWilliams. And she is the driving force behind Paint What Smiles at You and the Anya Mackey Memorial Fund. So um, let's get started. Lynn, um, why don't you give us some info on your background and then uh, we'll talk about your mothers as well. Okay, sounds good. So I was born in Michigan a few years ago.
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Five to be exact. I love it. Yes, okay. And then I moved to California when I was nine. That was a culture shock, my gosh. Oh, I bet. From Michigan to California, Southern California. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it was very interesting. But um, I worked for almost 30 years for a big corporation. Phone company Pacific oh, yeah. Bell, telecommuti- telecommunication. I was a, I was lucky. I was really lucky. I was a telecommunication tech, for most of those years. That was back in the days of affirmative action. So uh, I worked as a splicer, and then I spent most of my time as a telephone installer. So.
1: What's a splicer?
0: A splicer puts the wires together. So So she used to put in like those big telephone wires. Whoa. Right? Yeah. That's what you're telling me, right? Yeah. Yeah, Because you told me like for the first time last week and I was like, you did what? And I was like, you're such a badass, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it, it was just, you know, it was a slice in time.
2: It was an opportunity that isn't there anymore. In fact, the job I did is like. Telegraph. I mean, it's it's obsolete because yeah. now everything's phone. I mean, uh, wireless. Wireless, yeah. And, um, it was funny because we'd be working in backyards on the telephone poles and yelling back and forth to each other when we were trying to, you know, if we were working together. Most mm-hmm. of the time I worked by myself. And, um, yeah, so. Just going up those big poles well, and putting. Yeah, well, we were like, the first attachment. So oh, it wasn't okay. that high, only like 18 feet, 20 feet's attachment. And okay. Then, of uh, TV was above and then power was above that. But um, in and out of a lot of houses, um, wow. they'd give us six, eight jobs a day and they'd underestimate the times always. But you know, it was, it was a good job it, because I got paid a lot and um, I got to learn a lot, so. Yeah. That was outside. Well, outside and inside. But did you ever see
0: any naked people? Like you know, like you're up (laughs) in the thing, and you're like, people are just walking around in their yards naked. Well, I think a
2: bigger thing was working out more in the country, and people be growing weed and stuff. Oh, and um, so I mean, I just never saw anything.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't know what Um, that is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, in the country in California. Mm-hmm. But they sent
2: me to work in Oakland when I transferred down to the Bay Area from, I was up in Sonoma County. And that was very interesting because it was a ghetto. Mm-hmm. And I just never thought that I'd be working in the ghetto. And it was, it was really interesting because it was so different. It was just across the Bay from a very wealthy area mm-hmm. and people there. They were just there. They didn't know anything else but, but you know, the life they didn't have a lot of opportunities. Yeah. So but I thought, well, if I'm gonna this is my last time yeah. this is it. But but I don't know. It just i I think that gave me a different perspective on you know, sometimes we look at people's situations and think they should be able to um
0: yeah, like why? Aren't you, yeah, like why aren't you bootstrapping it? No, no. it's like you don't know you, when you don't even know anything else. No, yeah, never and never seen beauty.
2: Yeah, you know the only thing beautiful. This was Oakland. The, the The rough part of Oakland was if you look up in the sky, if it was a beautiful day. But other than that, I mean, it was just these were sort of neighborhoods the police didn't go into. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't know any of that, because I told my boss I was uncomfortable, and he said, oh, you'll know if it's a bad area. And then I've been working there for, I don't know, a week or two, and um, uh, this, this local guy says, hey, let me show you what's going on. And then he told me what was going on, and it was like, oh, my gosh. I did, I, You know, I was those blinders. I just didn't want to see it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it was so different, because it was only 30 miles from... Where I worked, suburbia, and there, if somebody needed a, their phone fixed, I'd say, okay, let me finish my job. I'll come. I'll come, take care of it. But in that rougher area, you couldn't. You mm. know, it was just. It was risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So when did you when did you leave that and come? What brought you to Utah? What brought me to Utah was the rocks. Oh, yeah, because, because oh. they're so beautiful. The rocks, yeah. yeah. Um, I left, I got an early buyout in 2002, which will be 20 years ago next year, and all this time I've still always wondered what I'll do when I, you know, what I'll be when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you and I were talking about that the other day, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to be
0: when I grow up.
2: <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to continue to call it to college and have it paid for and me not have my um, major figured out. Because what I loved was like philosophy and yeah. how are you gonna get a job, get paid, doing that.
0: You could think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't I, I help myself.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Anyway, so, so, you did, so you didn't go to
2: college? I went two years. Oh, okay. I went two years, I did really good because I goofed off in high school. Um, yeah, school was easy. It was too easy, so yeah. I didn't value it because yeah. it was not hard. But um, I did really good in, in junior college, and then I went up to the Sonoma State Liberal Studies, where I could really goof off, and I did. And then thought I should get a job for a little bit till I decide what, what I want, you to want to do. Yeah, and then 30 years later, I took an early buyout from the phone company, but I was still too young to not work. So I have all these little various jobs after that, but um, it was, uh, that's it. (laughs) That's enough of that. And then you were like, I'm out of
0: here, I'm gonna go to Utah.
2: Oh, well, um, when I took my early buyout, I got a job working in an avionics shop, there was a guy I knew, and he thought I'd be good in the avionics shop. But I knew phone wires, but I didn't know how to solder. Oh! And, you know, and then I was working on airplanes and um, working on this helicopter that was a, a county, you know, sheriff's helicopter. Wow! And this mass of wires, and I was all by myself. They just—I was in this other room. Anyways, that didn't work out. I got fired. <laughs> I got fired. From that job. <laughs>
1: That's a huge job. I oh my it. gosh. I was
0: working on this helicopter and well, I didn't the, notice.
2: Well, the, 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 these were just bundles of wire and they would chafe, you know, when you would pull the yoke back. So they would lose their insulation. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But uh, anyways, that's that, that was a so very short
0: workout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah.
2: That's enough of that.
0: And then, so you're like, okay, avionics isn't my thing. I'm going to Utah. Um, I tried to do loans. I did loans for a while,
2: mortgage loans, for about two years.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. And um, that was in the go-go day with the <laughs> negative AM loans and all that mm. kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But then my husband, he retired, and then we were looking all over the place. And then some. we finally ended up here. Yeah
0: when did you move here 2006 oh nice and you've and you've been here ever since ever since yeah. okay cool yeah. so then uh, tell me about your mom okay so my mom she was born in Finland
2: Cute. Finland and her family moved to Canada when she was eight and uh, in those days they didn't have any programs for English as a second language mm. so she, she when she went to school no she didn't know english in fact my grandmother didn't speak english so whenever we went to visit them we uh they spoke finn but um i didn't know finnish so that was just it was it was she just had to learn on her own so she, she went to um she moved when she was eight they were on a farm and uh, she did take art lessons from this English teacher this English lady she was had a, a, a English garden like a you know beautiful oh, name, garden, yeah. and it was uh, I think it was a three mile walk oh to God. take lessons her her and her oh sister God. took lessons and they were 50 cents which I think was a lot of money that is, yeah then. I was like that seems like a lot of money yeah yeah <laughs> but but she, but my mom. Loved to paint. She just, she, that, it was in her. She just, people that are artists, it has
0: to come out. Right. And so she started painting that young, like when she was eight or when nine? she was eight, yeah. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah. Wow. And she she kept doing it through her whole life? She did it her whole life. Um, and
2: she, when we were growing up, oh, I'll tell you something else about my mom, uh, which is a big thing when i was about three years old she got multiple sclerosis Mm. Mm. and um she had four kids and she actually was faith healed from multiple sclerosis wow yeah wow yeah yeah so she was holding on to the counter or something like that and she but because she was a mother she wanted to you know raise her kids and she felt this white light and then she was fine she had gone to I think the Mayo Clinic and been diagnosed and then they went back later she had no signs which which is something I grew up with so it's she she limped a little bit and I think she had polio when she was younger too wow but um
1: how do you explain that oh, wait what
0: <laughs> it's like my brain just stopped for a second there I was like uh, for 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 a minute when you were saying it I was like oh she went to one of those holy roller things and I was no. like oh that's amazing but then she was just like nope she goes to the Mayo Clinic gets diagnosed comes home thinks about it for a minute she- and then is holding onto the counter and is just praying and is like nope I want to raise my kids and it's yeah go- she asked
2: for help oh really and she got it
0: Holy wow. moly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's some universal intelligence right there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's yeah. incredible. So she had an extreme deep faith. Right. And th- when she painted, that was one of the things she would always do. Is She would always ask that the beauty would flow through her onto the canvas. That's wow. really cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So she'd start her practice, her her art with just being like... Well, a little she, prayer, when, when, like, when let she, me be able to right. find the beauty. Oh, yeah. Wow. so, so That's amazing. When,
2: when she moved here to Utah, she was 90 when she moved to So Utah. she moved with you guys? No. Well, uh, originally, let's see, my dad passed away in 2006. They were in Palm Desert at that time, and she stayed down there. They had a mobile home. Uh-huh. And um, she stayed there until... 2009 i think so uh then she moved to utah mm. to be near you well when my dad passed away my brother says move in with us mm. my sister oh, said, I so I you're moved fa- with them. your other siblings I, got yeah, uh, and, are here and, too yeah, okay but, but she didn't move in with them i am i i said mom just stay where you're at because she had a she had a huge support network she had she had an art group that she went painting with and they were a ton of fun and, um, and besides, she was so independent, right. so, but she bought her own home. She didn't live with me. She had her own house, wow. which was a five-minute walk away, which was nice. Yeah. She gave up her car as soon as she could because she never liked driving. Uh, but I was able to walk over to her house, you know, five minutes. And uh, it was nice when she moved to St. George because— I could buy her milk, because she was always out of milk. You know, I talked to her on the phone. <laughs> Everything's fine, except for a bottle the milk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: little no things are I don't
0: know. Yeah, like, this is great. You'll never run out of milk, like, Mom. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> important. I mean, in the long run, it is. You made those, like, it is, like, those little things, like, you know. I just realized that, like, if you know somebody has a particular problem all the time, and you can fix that little problem, it's just like the greatest thing in the entire world. <laughs> I love it. That's really so sweet. So let's see. So she grew up in Canada. When did she... Canada. Uh, and so then my dad, uh,
2: they were friends, family friends. Mm-hmm. They had actually known each other. The families had known each other in Finland, wow. so they were f- uh, family friends. Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. I mean, Canada was my mom. Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan was my dad, and it was a Finnish community. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in that at that time, a lot of uh, Finnish people would would uh, migrate migrate there. They had hmm. a church that was in, you know Finnish service. So they would go visit, and then when my dad got in the service and he was stationed in Vegas, and then he came back to visit, he had a uniform on. (laughs) Then she thought he looked great. She was
1: like, Oh, you! (laughs) Hello! (laughs) Take the uniform, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you know about that. (laughs) Especially back then, though. I mean, those uniforms were slick. And, yeah. of course, now they're going back to that now that me and my husband are both out. <laughs> they switched I'm it sure back to classic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were in the service. Yeah, National Guard. But oh, that's a—that's how she met her husband. Yeah. Oh. So it, the uniform thing didn't really work because I was sick of seeing it at that point. Yeah. But I get the appeal. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so, and then, so she was already in Sault Ste. Paul? Sault Ste. Marie. It's Twin Cities. Oh. So, uh, so, one's over the border. One's in and, Michigan
2: and oh, one's in Canada. okay. It used to, used to take a ferry across, but now the uh, Mackinac Bridge. Oh, okay. Oh, I can drive the bridge over. Cute. Yeah. Wow. To, and
0: so she comes, he comes back. Yeah, and they got married. Immediately. Pretty soon, I think. <laughs> well, I guess they'd known each other their whole life. Yeah, that's, and that's adorable. A that yeah. is really and cute. So then she came to Vegas with him? Vegas lived in a trailer. No air conditioning. Oh. Mm-mm. So she moves out to Vegas. Does she continue painting through all that? I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't really know. Um, then they ended up
2: moving to Michigan, the middle of Michigan, St. John's, a little tiny city north of Lansing. And my dad worked for this guy, Dean Lawrence, who was a patent attorney. My dad went back to school because he didn't like working outside in the cold, and he actually studied secretarial stuff, and he was a secretary. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and then he, then he became a teacher, and he taught business classes.
0: That's cool. No, that is cool. That's awesome. That's probably why you're so business-minded, aren't I you? I don't know. You're so business-savvy. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so when did she start painting seriously again? Or at least she always actively? Had, she,
2: every time she could, she painted. And when she painted, she said, I feel good. She, it, it actually made her... Alive, painting oh. made her alive. Because I think she still had a lot of health issues, but she just would push through all of them. And she, you know, she was she was a mom. She raised his kids back in those days. It was before women's lib. You did, you know, you did all your housework and everything. Yeah. We moved to California from Michigan when I was nine, so that was I think about six early '60s, really early '60s. But she couldn't take the humidity in Michigan, mm-hmm. it, the low pressure would just wipe her out. Yeah. So my f- folks moved to California, didn't know anybody, just moved out, my dad got a job teaching in Whittier, and then he ended up teaching at a junior college in Norwalk, so then we were in California. And then when she was in California, she was in different art art groups, Whittier Art Association, different, different associations, and she'd do some little shows she always was doing shows and and doing a lot of stuff she never painted for the purpose of making money she was didn't want to compromise and get stuck in a certain style right mm-hmm. so but she got a really good fr- she had a really good friend Janet Church and Janet would come over with her station wagon and they'd both get all their stuff done. They'd cook the meals that would be ready and they'd go out. So all of the, a lot of these paintings, they're Carbon Canyon, right. um, uh, Laguna Beach, a lot of those areas, they just go out there and they take a bunch of, of canvases big ones they didn't use the little ones they took big you know full size and the light would change pretty quickly right so you had to s- stop that canvas and start a new one
3: <gasps> wow and
2: um and if you look at some of her work you can you can kind of tell that's the same area some have cows in it. some have other oh but she saw a naked man because <laughs> they were out there painting this guy's running you know it's
1: like <laughs> freaking california <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> But you know, also there was a there was a bull one time that came and and I think, the bull somehow she got out of the way and it knocked over her because she had a TV tray that she would set up right and then when it made all that noise then I think the bull said Oh okay I'm leaving so it left but she no she was out there but her and Janet their passion to paint was so strong that. They were just going to go out there and do it. Wow. And um, it's what would be really fun, too, is to see Janet's paintings and my mom's because
1: they're the same areas. So yeah, the different styles, how they interpreted yeah, right? it. Have yeah. you, so you've never seen them side by side? Or you yeah, had, oh, yeah, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um,
2: that would be fun sometime probably to do a show and have them together. Yeah, um, That would be a lot of work, but... But her, Janet, one of Janet's daughters is pretty artistic and another adopted daughter is very much involved with art. So, um... They would know how to do it? Yeah. 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 yeah, And they'd be into it?
0: Yeah. That's cool. So you remember your mom and her friend just packing up and going out and coming back with like four or five canvases? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah,
2: and the thing, I think there was a question about how long would it take. She would say it take your whole life. And then when, the problem, too, is to ever know when you're finished. Because yeah. you always want to keep working at it, keep working at it, keep working at it. And sometimes you can work at it,
0: and what you had. Was better. Yeah. Than what you ended yeah. up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Yeah. That's interesting. So did she, like, did they come back and they were finished paintings or would she sometimes be like, this is halfway done and I'll finish oh, it up? Oh, no, at they, home. Would,
2: they, would, they would line them up and they would, of course, they'd crit- critique each other, you Jeez. know, and you should do this and that. And, and, and then we all did that. Well, mom, I think it'd be good if you did this. And
0: and so she'd it, add it or did she just, she was like, nope, that one's done. We're moving on to a new one and I'll keep your critiques for later. No, she always listened. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, then so, she you, so you saw her paint a lot, or was it always like she left and then come back?
2: Or do you remember? Well, like and then later I'd go out with her. So, oh yeah.
0: so the last, hmm, we
2: went out together quite a bit. Oh. Yeah, so like I'd go down to visit, or she'd come up, and we'd go out. And a lot of times, at first I'd just take a, a book, and I'd be reading. If my dad went out with her, he'd be, he'd be writing his book on a little laptop thing, that he got later. Um, but she would be painting, and some, then later I would just do a pencil because color seemed to me too much. Um, she, I mean, she's someone that has the passion. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work oh, to yeah. do art. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think you have to have a lot of courage Yeah. too
1: because then you just put that stuff out there for people yeah. to see.
0: Scary, yeah. What were you gonna ask?
1: Oh well, okay. so she did almost like everything on location, right? Most, like did Most she everything, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I think mo- that's you know that's where she would go, and and a different artist I heard say you get a lot of truth when you're out in nature because mm-hmm. when you're doing something, you know, in your studio from a photograph, you can. You can use a lot of technique, and but it's different, you know. Yeah. It's when you're really looking at nature, and then it's changing. All the, it's alive. I right. mean, it's just vibrant.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that. Do you have the dates on the on the back of the artwork of the years she did some, them all? Some.
2: I need to, I need to go through. Uh, there are some albums, and there are some dates. Uh, the one that is the ocean scene that I brought that one in, mm-hmm. I was 18 or 19, so that would have been around 70, okay. that one. So her stuff is from 10 years ago to 70
0: wow, years okay. ago, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. So, um, so you didn't feel called to paint or anything like that, or, well, or problem, do you?
2: I think the problem is when when you have a lot of opportunity, you don't take advantage of it, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? And, and I had some natural talent, Yeah. so then I was always trying to do something else that was hard, like be a telephone installer, which was really difficult, you
0: know? <laughs> I don't know, I never got the idea to just go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna challenge myself at every turn. So, do you, but I I find myself, you know, like
2: if I'm trying to write, I'll I'll draw things, I'll doodle, you know, I'll, you know, come up with different things. Yeah, that's awesome. But you know, I think it's also too given ourselves permission to just go out there and say i don't have to do anything. Yeah. I don't know if it's all this years of corporate that it's like i need to be productive. I have to i, I mean i have these voices in my yeah. head that are brutal. Yeah. And i'm trying to get trying to lose them but they are there.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I actually, I, I, you and I talk about this kind of stuff all the time. We always talk about books and what we're reading and what we're doing, but I follow this, uh, Instagram account and it's called the nap ministry like the nap ministry. Wow. And she's talk she constantly talks about how that need to constantly be productive is how they enslave your mind. Like mm. it's true. Yeah, like true rebellion mm. is rest and coming at the world totally ready and like not in that constant hustle state. And I was like that is true because if you're tired all the time, yeah. and you are always just trying to be as productive as possible, you don't have energy to fight the real battles or grow in the way you want right. to. Yeah. Yes. So I like her stuff, I'm always just floored okay, by Okay, what's your name? It's called the, it's called the Nap Ministry. Okay. And she's... But yeah, me and Lynn talk about this stuff all the time. (laughs) But yeah, like, and I, I... So I totally get that. I agree with you. Like, and it's like... Every time I read her stuff, I'm like, oh, I get this icky feeling inside. Then I'm like, but no, I've got to keep producing if I'm not doing stuff all the time. Yeah. And it's just getting to the point where I'm like, no, you're right. Like, yeah, this isn't healthy. And it's not the best version of me when I'm like constantly going. So, yeah,
2: yeah that's a goal is to just yeah. be able to just sit and do
0: nothing. Yeah. And then watch the world. Yeah. Yeah, and in that moment, then you get your little. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is what I was supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, I get it. <laughs> well, that segue was it the
2: last year is when COVID happened is really why this business started. Oh. For me, because I had a little job at a grocery store. Yeah. When I left the phone, call, I always find this way to keep myself busy, and if somebody can tell me what to do, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't have a job. Yeah, I had to I a just checklist. be busy, and uh, yeah, and then okay, I'm starting to work now. I can go now. I'm off work. I don't have to do anything.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: otherwise, it's there's there's no
0: breaks. Right, right. It's all consuming. So, so you you started turning your mother's artwork into prints and created the paint what smiles at you because of COVID. Or well, Were you doing it before that? Well, that
2: was that was. Yes, that was I, the catalyst. That was the catalyst. I wanted to. My mom passed away in 2012, in January, and I was I was pretty devastated. It was it, yeah yeah. It was hard, and we had started. Just I think even in January we were starting to try to put put a little book together, uh, uh, of some of her desert scenes. I had. Uh, worked at the art museum for about 10 years. I worked at a frame shop. I thought, okay, if I get in this art industry, then I can kind of learn. But I always like to make it tougher than it is. It's like, okay, I'm in the process of getting to, getting to yeah. it. Um, so we, we had started, we had A wonderful photographer, Ernesto Perez, he came over and did some beautiful photography. In her house, there's paintings everywhere, on all the walls, and she happened to have, like in her living room, there are all desert scenes. Um, So we had started on that, but then when she passed away, I had, I think about 267 of her paintings that were in her home, uh, but a lot of her stuff's all over the world. I mean, it's in Finland, it's in Michigan. A lot of her really good stuff, I mean, stuff I loved, it's like, oh, mommy sold that one? You know, because a lot of... The,
1: she wouldn't replicate them, obviously. They're well, all originals. only
2: one I know of that she replicated, and that was, I have it, it's a finished scene, it's absolutely beautiful, it's a night, moonlight, uh, winter scene. And my uh, mother-in-law, my husband's mother liked it, and she painted a duplicate, for, for Majel, that's the only one I know of that she ever did, because she didn't do duplicates. Right. Wow. And my brother-in-law, Bobby, has it, and he loves it. Um, but, uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, so the COVID thing, I left my little grocery store, and there was all that noise up in the, you know, every, so much fear. And I thought, I'm not gonna listen to the news, I won't. I just wanna be outside, I just wanna be outside, and all of a sudden the flowers started popping and I wanted to listen to the bees and listen to the birds. Mm-hmm. And they were saying everything was fine. <laughs> so then I wanted to share that. That's why I started the farmers market because those those doing. flowers were so beautiful. I just thought I want other people to have this comfort, you know. So then I did the flowers, but then I had the cards, too, and then it made me feel so happy that people could s- seem to see what she was doing, that they could see that beauty, too. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, um, you know you love something, but you don't know, well, does everybody else. I mean, I, I don't know, so. Um,
1: You're like, am I
2: biased, because it was my yes. mom?
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Her work is beautiful. It is, yeah.
0: I love it, good. I like the new prints, too, though. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these are amazing. <laughs> good, good, good,
2: good. Yeah. Oh, and there's, I've got one bigger one, uh, 24 by 36 in a doctor's office.
0: So. Oh, yeah. yeah I so, saw that. That one was beautiful. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I got a, I just did another 24 by 36, a big tree, and it turned out really nice. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. So I think that would be fun if they're in, especially a doctor's office or someplace where you don't want to be. Yeah. You're looking <laughs> something nice.
0: <laughs> so, um, did you? So you started making a book with her when she was alive. Yeah. And then, I'm trying to remember your very first farmer's market. I remember, and you came with the prints, like I with did. the cards. Yeah. So you were already kind of doing yeah, it by well, then. And
2: and, and yeah, um, I was. We did cards. My mom and I did cards together. Mm. Some of them she she, you know, we were doing them by hand, right? you know. I know, I've seen you yeah. cut them out by yeah. hand and then yeah. glue them onto the middle. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that seems so hard. It is, <laughs> yes, it is very hard. Yeah. Yeah. So her mother, my mom's mother, uh, had so thought it was a good idea to maybe she could make cards. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like way
0: back from then, you know, kind of trying to. So this has been several lifetimes in the coming. Y- yeah, I think so. Do you feel, like, do you, like, okay, I think you and I talked about this when I was, like, I had this moment where I just felt like my great-grandmother was talking to me. I think you and I were talking about this, like, a couple years ago. But do you just ever have that moment where you're, like, I can feel both my mother and my grandmother, like, this is a sense of completion. We're moving towards this, like, this is what we all wanted, and I'm... Doing it, I, I would like to. I I think I have a real resistance to being
2: too. I'm tuned in to a lot of things. I'm really tuned into people's energy yeah. and emotions. I think I try to not be too tuned into too much on the other side because yeah. I don't think I would be able to function right in mm-hmm. this um, in this world. And I'm kind of out there enough that. <laughs> That's probably why I worked for a corporation for thirty years, trying to fit in the box or find the box Rain or use the box. <laughs> but but yeah. I do I do ask for that. I ask for for guidance and to yeah, what I would like is to just be a little cog in the wheel, and I don't think I'm really even that important to. It. But if this could have enough of a life and it could continue to go on and money could be generated and art kits could be given to kids or adults so they don't have to be kids but just, you know, um, something and that's, I I think I told you the idea like uh, uh, Paul Newman, that he gives away all his profits. Yeah. uh, But that if this could people could make money, and good jobs could be generated that they could make good, you know, good money, and it could, it's a clean thing, you know, it's a good thing, and um, I'd love to just, I I would just love to just go play, you know, but it's not how it works, is it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's kind of talk about that. So what is the purpose behind selling the artwork? Okay. Okay. So I, ha- I came up with a new
2: thought. It, these slots waft in. So when they do, I try to grab them. And I sell captured moments of beauty to bring to your home or office that might bring you peace. So, what I'm hoping to do is, and the other thing along those lines, there's a couple of things that, a couple of phrases I just love. And one is that whatever we focus on expands. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so true. If we focus on that war over there, or we focus on lack, or we focus on, you know, things that make us afraid, that's what we'll see. And if Mm -hmm. we focus on beauty, Oh, my gosh, there is beauty everywhere. There is so much beauty in this world. And that's my little reason is to, if you buy a piece and you have it sitting on your desk and you're busy and all of a sudden you look at it and go, Hey, there's a little brook and I'm just going to take a little half a second vacation. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to sit and dip my toes in there. Just... I think having things that remind us that there is beauty especially the more we're encapsulated in Mm -hmm. manufactured Mm -hmm. things that we manufacture yeah
0: yeah sterile things that's what i like to call them things that are just kind of soulless they come from just factories or they're you know like yeah. it's just sterile there's yeah. no art in it or anything and, and like I, that yeah I
2: want to I, I just want to tell you this little tale because there was something about you know tell you about what art means that I could go on a long time about that but this is just a little story about sterile so and it's not that related but I'll tell you anyway so I was um <laughs> I was one time I had this job selling magazine ads, high end magazine, and I was in a casino, and I had to wait about thirty five or forty minutes for the appointment of the person. So I'm standing there with all these machines in this casino atmosphere, and I started looking at these machines. And have you ever looked at like slot machines? Mm-hmm. They're fascinating. Yeah. There are so there's art. It's very gaudy. Yeah. But it is very you know like it might be a tiger it might be a movie star it might be oh like you know different themes uh or reds with red eyes and all these different th- things but would we stand there at a slot machine if it was just like you said just the you know nope. the chrome the it's a tin box
0: oh, yeah probably not <laughs> yeah yeah it's all about the vibe that's interesting. So the purpose behind paint what, uh, Paint What Smiles at You is you bring these little pieces of art into people's lives, but you use the profits. Yeah. So so the person that someone, that if you buy the art, you get two
2: benefits. You get the beautiful art in your home or your office, and you can know that you are helping create. A path an opportunity for somebody else that you don't know that who knows what
0: they're going to create um, yeah. Because you turn around and use the profits to give out art kits right. to kids Yeah, so mm-hmm. what goes into the art kits what like okay. what was, kids are so simple and so last Fall I was buying my cardstock
2: and I went into Staples and they had crayons for 50 cents index cards a hundred index cards for 50 cents and uh, pencil boxes for a dollar. And I said, I don't have to wait. So I spent $20, I bought 10 kits, so I could start doing this now. Because I don't want to just keep dreaming, I want it to be Mm -hmm. action. So I could buy these little kits, and uh, they are very, very simple. So I also have the treasure boxes, which you've seen those. so it's either treasure box or pencil box with the 100 index cards and you cut out a viewfinder. And um, you can make a lot of art
0: yeah. with just mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I was shocked because you gave one to Ira. Like One of the first times I met you, you gave one to Ira. And he still has it. He still draws on the index cards. We were going through all of his art stuff when we were cleaning up yeah. his room. And he was like, no, I'm not ready to get rid of those. And he wanted to keep all of his index cards. And he still had more and he's like, okay, I need these like right here. And my sister's like, what is this? And I was like, it's so cute. It's this little box that my friend gave him and she was just like, this is a great idea. And I was like, yeah. And so he loved it. He lost his mind over it. When you told me he took it to bed with him. He did. That made
2: my yeah that I mean it's all everything is worth it
0: just just for that
2: yeah like you know? Ira is so
0: he gets obsessed with things but then he like he it's almost like the trash people in the labyrinth where he always has to carry everything with him but he has this like uh, dinosaur suitcase mm-hmm. and so he'll tell me like I'm going to pack up all of my important stuff so he'll put like three dino books in it his favorite dinosaurs I gotta go get my art kit and he'll get his art kit and he'll put it in there. And then he just carries it around like he would take it to school. Like he'd never open it because at school they're not allowed to open it with COVID and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. But he would carry around this art kit and his dinosaurs and everything like that. I was just like, This is so cute, because I'm sure Lynn didn't mean for it to turn into this. No, but this I kid love is it.
2: obsessed with it. I just love it. I just love it. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. absolutely love it. Yeah. And and that makes that makes me have a reason for my life you know if I if one kid Ira gets some pleasure out of an art kit and creates
0: my life's not been in vain yeah as silly as that sounds but so do you only hand out the art kits at the market or do you do them like do you go to the schools or well
2: I'm really look small scale right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. I mean
0: my goal would
2: be to have art kit in as many hands as possible but I have to realize what I can do and can't do and and um so, well, my, my, my niece was here on Friday. All of, she has four kids. They all got art kits. Oh. And then my niece, I gave her art kit,
0: too. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That's huge that is huge if someone gave me an art kit i would love it too as a, a mother kit. as a mom i'm like you know what this is my little thing i can put it in my bag for me right. to draw. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: so do you, you want markers uh colored pencils or crayons
0: <laughs> either any surprise me <laughs> yeah and, and the awesome. thing about the index
2: cards since you get a hundred of them, you can draw them on both sides. Yeah, and then I start putting scissors in them too. Oh, that's cute. So you can so like one mom last uh, summer. Her kid loved tornadoes, so I just started cutting a little swirl out of the index cards, and you know, pulling it apart. Uh-huh. So you can make a tornado. You could make beads. You could make you could build houses out of those index cards. You could do all kinds I of stuff. I didn't think of
0: any of this. Now you've opened a world of possibilities. That's cool. Because um, Ira, you know, I told you, he's into volcanoes. I yeah, show he could it. build a volcano. Yeah, well, sure. he could do the spiral and right. make it the smoke out of the top of the volcano. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's into Vesuvius right now for all the listeners. <laughs> He volcanoes, and he's like, that's Mount Vesuvius that I was showing. Yeah. Because he had one on a yeah. in, on an index card, yeah. and then he had a bigger one, yeah. and then the big version yeah. all together. It was so and, and what better to, to,
2: than to learn history and yeah. to be interested. Yeah. Through art.
0: Yeah. You did that.
2: Well, I was just part, I was just there, just
0: timing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not history, though. We were all just there. It was just timing. None of us did anything great.
1: (laughs) She gets them for my kids. You should, they are so cute. Or one of them
0: would love it.
1: They would love it. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll, how many kids do you have? Just two. Two. Yeah. Okay.
2: But do you think,
1: do you think that any of that was driven by your time in oakland because you mentioned how none of those kids had the opportunity to see beauty
2: yeah yeah um i've only had a few little situations like that one other time my sister and i this was way back when the watts riots were going on Mm -hmm. and my sister said hey let's go there see what we can do so we did we drove to watts and um they had a program there and she had a volkswagen and we took I don't remember how many kids, we fit in her Volkswagen and we drove to Griffith Park. And um, we had to get permission that they could go, and, like most of them were from the same family. But they were like afraid to go through a tunnel. And we said, oh no, tunnels are way fun. So then after we went through the tunnel, we were all like, yay, a tunnel's fun. But I think that was the first, you know, we went to the it was a, a park and then we came back. But I think that was the first time I realized how you could be in a situation that you never got outside yeah. your community and never saw there was anything else, you know. Um, but yeah, I think probably Oakland was an effect, you know, mm-hmm. seeing those kids. That that's all they they never got to see Zion or Bryce or you know a lot of this incredible beauty that's yeah. that's in the world.
0: And it hurts my mom heart when I I think
2: about it. I'm just like so sad, but but people are very resilient. Yeah, a lot of those kids, you know, well they can get out through sports. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people have gotten out of a ghetto kind of situation through through sports, but art can also be a an opportunity for people to find out that they have more in them than that maybe that they knew
0: right Mm -hmm. yeah i Um, agree i agree and it's it's honestly like you know art can be super expensive but it's one of the most approachable things that you like you can make art out of everything yeah you know like it's just, it, it is one of the few things that it's like we've been making art since the very, very beginning of time. Yeah, I I read that.
2: Whichever book that was, in um, we were uh, making art before we were cultivating, oh, before yeah. we were gardening. So yeah. we had that we had that need to yeah. create before we. Had <laughs> yeah, need to I mean, I trained
0: <laughs> beads before we learned how to <laughs> grow our food, harvest things. Yeah. <laughs> Okay,
1: so um, what's something that you wish people understood about the importance of art? Or do you feel like you answered that?
2: Well, back with the art thing, um, there was a a gal, Beverly Sorensen. I read about her when I worked at the art museum. And she was pretty—she's a local Utah person, and she was pretty well off. And she was a philanthropist, and she did some studies where— with art and math and art and um, reading and different things like that, how they could work together in learning.
0: You could actually increase your learning mm-hmm. ability. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's um, awesome. Like like taking breaks to do art made you better well, in those? Well, I, th- I, I think
2: it was together. And I, oh, that's I, I'd cool. like to- Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that. to, uh, to, to, to research that some more. I just read this one article that was just I, I can't even put it to words how well it was done, but yeah, I think I think
0: we don't have to be separate. Yeah. Do, do you know? Like, there doesn't have to be artists and right. Everybody else. Yeah. It's you're allowed to do that.
1: <laughs> you might be interested in looking into Waldorf education. Oh my! Yeah, my sister. My sister worked at, for Waldorf for a little bit. Yeah, because that's exactly what it yeah. is. Like, yeah. we have to make our books cuz i went off and on for multiple years. Yeah. But you had to make your books, so you had to draw, paint, like everything. So yeah. even if you were making your math book or your anatomy and physiology book, you were drawing and painting everything. And so that's the whole basis of his philosophy is incorporating art into everything. And even with your with your math, like i think it's in um, First grade you're painting the stories of the minus and the plus sign. I love that, yeah. And they turn yeah. them into characters. And so the books and first grade are all of these paintings of all the math characters. It sounds great. That's yeah. cute Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, that's adorable.
2: <laughs> and then and then math and music and art, there I think there really is something mm-hmm. that's all inner interconnected.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You love it.
2: I yeah. was talking to artists once, and she, when she was young, she would see letters. She saw different colors with letters and stuff like that. Wow. I, I don't, but she did. But, um, yeah, and the other thing, you know, with schools and such, I think it's really hard on a lot of boys, especially when you have to just sit in a chair and be good. Mm-hmm. Why can't you run around? Or do, like you're saying, Do if you're doing the physical and making things then you don't have to just be told you're bad right you know
0: <coughs> yeah just the side. and also like I I mean like I I try to be super conscious and like just understand that everything is fluid and stuff but I even still have just those constructs in my mind because I am always so shocked at how much Ira loves art you know like I, I just would never have thought that he loved it as much as he does. like Because he is a very physical kid. He yeah. likes to run. He likes yeah. to climb. He likes to yeah. jump. He likes to wrestle and fight. And he loves dinosaurs and mud. But that kid loves art. And yeah. I would have never thought that for him. It wouldn't have even been on my... It wouldn't have even been on my radar has if he had not been so aggressive about it after you gave him Love that stuff. Day. Yeah, well, like awesome. I just yeah. because I tried when he was little to do finger painting stuff with him and he hated it because he's texturally averse. You know, he yeah. just doesn't like stuff on his fingers. But now that he's old enough and he can figure out chalk and he can figure out crayons, he loves it. Yeah, and I just would have never tried to reapproach that with him because i had been like, uh, he's a he's a dude. He just wants to be yeah, outside.
2: and and and. and it isn't masculine or feminine. Yeah. It's, it's none of that. It's just it's just creating. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to say, I don't think I said it yet, and this artist, uh, Jeannie Wagel, I, I took a class with her, uh, artist way class. But she one day I was working at the frame shop and she said, We either create or destroy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that just went in my You know, I just heard that, and I just think that's so true. Mm -hmm. We we're going to create or destroy, and I just I don't know that it matters what we create, right. But what do we want to do? We have to do something.
0: Yeah, I love that. Or else
2: we're just sitting there like a bump. Yeah. Doing nothing.
0: Yeah, and he loves it. I mean, like I can't even. I mean, I showed you the pictures of his room. We got like these art walls up. Yeah. And he lost his mind when he walked in and saw his art up. He was like, (laughs) so happy. And I was just like, this is, I'm around artists all the time. I think this is super important. And I would have never. I didn't even make that connection with him. Yeah, and
2: and if you if you look on my website on the share the dream, the last if you scroll all the way down, there's a little guy that just got an art kit that was like two weeks ago. I just love looking at him because he's a little dude. Yeah, you know, and he looks like he's probably a real handful. Yeah, but you know, you could like you said, you can go out, and you can play baseball, you can climb rocks, you can do whatever. But then there might be some time you just say, Hey, nobody's looking. I'm just gonna Yeah. I'm just gonna do something.
0: And um, I can't I can't even believe how many times I've caught Ira like not caught him. Yeah. He's, but he's just like downstairs by himself drawing in his like little art thing and I was like, Oh my gosh. And and
2: and <laughs> uh, the gal that does some prints for me, I loved it. It's, it's on that same webpage, uh-huh. the share the dream, if you scroll down. She was out grocery shop and she came home and caught her two boys do an art oh, cute. and they're watching a the YouTube and there's this beautiful uh, flowers on the table and you just, if you zoom in they're, they're drawing monsters they're watching <laughs> YouTube how to draw monsters
0: but they're busy yeah they're busy yeah it's great yeah you are creating beauty it's really cool I like it um, what what's something that's been a surprise for you since you started paint what smiles at you? I had no idea how
2: hard business people work. How hard, you know, people that have a booth yeah. at the at the farmers market. Oh my gosh! Yeah, a lot of respect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm very fortunate because I worked my whole life, and I have a little money I saved, and I have enough to buy my bread and milk and everything, and. Ah, You know, to just say, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to make it. That's very courageous.
0: Yeah. I remember, too, growing up, I was like, oh, I could make that and sell it at the farmer's market. And then when I started working at the farmer's market, watching what people bring in, what they have to unload, doing it in the heat, doing it in the rain, like, the way they have to work the crowd. I was like, this is exhausting. Like, I don't that I never, like, watching you, like, I, yeah, (laughs) and your stuff's so beautiful, and your food's so beautiful. Oh, thanks, yeah, thank you. And I was part of that conversation, too, I was like, okay, just remember it, you guys are going to be hauling that every Saturday, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's great, and, uh, and it adds to the ambiance, and you have to do those things to sell, and it's just, it's so interesting and great when you see people... Like you know, I feel Lauren Lamprey's like that. You I
2: love Laura. Yeah. I just adore. her. I know. I like her. I, I like her spirit, and and she's very go with the flow.
0: Yeah,
1: because I love cause every she's time i her. I love being around, yeah. around her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can but listen to her podcast, yeah. season one, episode five,
0: five I believe. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Maybe <laughs> just kidding. Um, but she's one of the people that it's like very interesting when you see people start. You see them hit this point where their vision is not as great as what's coming out. And then they either work through it and evolve, and then they have to level up. But she's one of the few people that has worked through it enough to where her products, her style, her presentation is all there. Yeah, you and it's a shirt on, just, right? just, Yeah, and you both we, do, both, we, do, do, we yeah. both do. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that right away. And, it, <laughs> it, it and it's just been yeah. fun to watch her explode. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's been fun to watch her over the past couple of years get there. You
2: know? Yeah, and I really enjoyed. It. T- talking to her about Alaska, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and letting you know, just, just when life gives you some forks in the road to mm-hmm. to to go with them and not make. Ex- she, I don't think she makes excuses.
0: She doesn't.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I yeah, like that. I do, too. But, yeah, you would never know how much went into that unless you watched it or didn't. You never know, yeah. Yeah, and it's been fun to watch your brand do the same thing because you started out with just those cards you were cutting yourself. Yeah. And you've slowly gotten more prints. You've gotten the candles and everything, but even the quality of the prints is just— it's getting better, yeah. It's phenomenal, yeah. And so it's really cool to watch, good. To watch good. that. Good, good, yeah. good, good. And it's fun to watch you take classes and come in and be like, guess what I learned? And I'm like, I love it. Yeah. At times I'm thinking, I'm an idiot. I can't ever do it. But really? I, oh, yeah. I'm shocked that you see, I'm shocked to hear you say yes. that. Yes. <laughs> because you're always so like, no, it's good. Oh.
2: No, I'm just like one foot nailed to the floor in circles. <laughs> and my struggles with. Computers. I, Me too, I, I, girl. I keep trying to shift. Okay, it's a tool. It's a tool. I am going to master it. But then they keep changing. Mm. I know, right? They don't. They don't mm. stay static. Yeah. But I. But yeah. I notice people that are good at computers. They just keep working it. They don't. You know. Um, say I can't do it. They just keep pushing and pushing. But
1: that's how I feel about social media, though. Like TikTok. Oh I I don't I just, no in reels I'm like no I can't I can't do I
2: can't do Instagram I, I try. try you know and the first time I tried to I, I think I I I post a picture, picture of my foot and, and then um, I was taking a I class know, this gal wanted so pomegranates so I posted Helen, Helena's h- honey guard because uh-huh. uh, I was wanting her I was gonna try to send it to to my instructor. Lisa, that they sell pomegranates, and, and so I ended up posting it on social, on Instagram. It's like, well, well how can we post it, her card? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I was trying to take lessons from um, uh, Jerry's granddaughter. Uh-huh. You. I took a couple lessons. Uh-huh. I Paid her ten bucks, you know, to teach uh-huh. me. She's rolling her eyes.
1: She's fourteen. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I
3: love
1: it. That's oh, oh, Okay, so let's see. If you could start all over, what's one thing that you wish you would have known before you started?
2: I, th- I think the biggest thing is, to, and I'm still trying to learn, it doesn't happen instantly. Just, I'm trying to get that concept put one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Dedicated
0: half-ass? Dedicated <laughs> half-ass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That should be a sticker. It, yeah. I know. it's the, a, it, yeah. I, I told her, I, we always talk about the books we read, and I read Elizabeth Gilbert's uh, Big Magic. I love that. Yeah. And I tell every artist to read it, because she talks about writing, but it's just generally an art, and she's like, you, perfectionism, will kill you every time. Mm-hmm. She's like, done is better than perfect. You can't just sit there and make it perfect. She's like, you have to be a Dedicated half ass And I was like, I can do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we've been talking. That's about so funny how that, you that, that, that
1: you say that because I read a post Christ. on Instagram today about someone who was mentioning that book. I was it's like, why so- does that sound so it's familiar? Yeah, I
0: just her and I get and her also, her book, just Brene, Brene
2: Brown, gives mm-hmm. uh, Imperfection. Oh, really good. And then she quotes. Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena. Yeah. But you know, yeah. So he's the one getting bloodied yeah. and doing the fight, and all the spectators are are critical and criticizing. You just can't listen to that. Yeah. You're not
0: the one. The, the credit belongs to the man in the arena. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she brings that quote up a lot in uh, in I think most of her books, but I read the Daring to Lead, the one yeah. that came after Daring Greatly, yeah. and I was it's just like, that's right. Yeah. You had
2: my first aren't in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and to me, it's not about credit. It's about having... Just keep doing it no matter what those other... I have enough voices in my own head, you know, without listening yeah. to other voices. Right. You know, it's, it's that fine line. If there's somebody as an expert and they can help... This is how you can do things. But just, you know, people that want to tell you stuff and they're not experts, why listen?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just like you don't even know what you're talking about. You know? I love that. I love it. That's one of the, like, you always hear that. It's just like, never take advice from people that are on your same level or lower. You know, like because you don't wanna be here. You don't wanna be on this same level. Yeah. You wanna be here. So why are you taking advice from somebody yeah, that's well, not? Yeah. Saying, Well oh. <laughs> You should do this with your art. How would you know? <laughs>
1: I got
2: you I, yeah. I'm trying to listen to the plants. I'm still trying to listen to them because yeah. there's a different time frame. Yeah. I mean they're not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna have their seasons they're gonna create
0: i'm, I'm trying, trying to, to get, get it done them. too quick yeah you're right they're not in a hurry and they still look beautiful yeah mm-hmm. they show up and they do their thing and they go to sleep at night and what will happen when it happens <laughs> you get bumped by little bees how cute
1: and they also wilt, and when it's hot and then when the sun goes down, they come back to life. Yeah. So I think we should all just take a lesson.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they take time. Yeah. I, I Like, like you know, they bloom for like, what, a week, mm-hmm. two weeks? And then they're like, cool, I'm out. Like, go I'm going to take the rest of the year recovering and starting over. And I'm only here in full glory for two months. Mm-hmm. Like, that's...
2: Good. Yeah, so, so my sunflowers, a few yeah. of them, i am just been, you know, they, they had their glory and they're faded, but I still, I still want to just want to leave them because there's there's something about even when there's
1: yeah. a
2: spent flower mm-hmm. that has dignity somehow. Yeah.
1: Well, and then when the birds start to pick away and you see the seeds underneath, uh-huh. you can see the spirals and yeah. all the shapes that are in it. It's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah.
1: That's happening yeah. about half of mine right now. Mm-hmm.
0: What's something you failed at, and you feel like you oh learned? Oh my gosh, from it? I fail every day. Yes, that's my favorite answer. That's how I feel all the time. Oh, I failed at that. Okay, we're, we're gonna keep going. What's your biggest one?
2: Yeah, let's see. Um, one of the things that that is my cross to bear or whatever is I am so, I feel so painfully slow mm-hmm. with everything. It's like, I, I, so I set myself, okay, I'm gonna work this much time, I'm gonna have a balanced life, I'm gonna work this much time, I'm gonna play this much time, I'm gonna spend time with, you know, paying attention to, to f- friends, uh, maybe ride a little bit. Yeah, If if art would be in that, I'd go to my art studio and just, Spend time doing nothing. But uh, if I get stuck, sucked into that computer, then what happened? And then I feel like, yeah, I feel like a failure with computing, you know, doing computer stuff all the time because. It just sucks me in.
0: Yeah, and it takes forever. Oh. I feel you, man, that's my biggest failure too. I hate computers, I'm so bad at it. Everybody makes fun of me. But it takes me hours it takes to do me what hours. it takes people fifteen minutes and I'm like, I yeah. can't do that. Yeah, yeah.
2: It takes me an hour to write an email. Me too. I don't know what I think I'm the one I re- wrote to you. I yeah. see I gotta change that email. Oh. <laughs>
0: I don't word
2: this right, I'll lose my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I should just say, Can you call me? And we could talk for two minutes, and yeah,
1: we could do that. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: awesome.
1: So, what's been your biggest success then, and what have you learned from the, that?
2: I really, I really love him to
0: paint. Oh, yeah, Ira like, yeah, <laughs> he's my biggest success too. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: No, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for example, the a couple of weeks ago, there was a family. One girl, she was going to be on an airplane. She was flying back to Texas. She had a little art kit. She could do art on the plane. Another family, there was three. The older girl, I already did art, and they there was kind of a gap in ages. So I gave the two younger kids art kits, and they were driving all the way back to Alabama. <sighs> and I thought, that's great. They could be doing all this. They can look out the window, look at that. You know, yeah. and. Um,
1: yeah, cute. That's amazing. I
2: love it. I have to keep reminding myself. You know, it's like when I'm not making money. It's like, yeah, but you gave away some art kits. You know, and and I have to just accept whatever happens,
3: mm-hmm.
2: whatever it is. I'm hoping to have an enduring go on, but I have to accept whatever happens. But shifting to bigger things, I think is. A good pivot yeah you know it'd be
1: really cute not trying to tell you what to do yeah. at all but at me, the me. end <laughs> yes <laughs> at the end of every year you should like have some people send back their favorite and do like a gallery where people could see the artwork <gasps> that, that the kids so, have we done should,
0: we could do it here and yeah. it could be like everybody a fundraiser s- thing like, or, well, yeah. let's do that everybody yeah. send a note card oh, that let's would do be that. cute yeah, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Archers. Yeah. Okay. I like it. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Well, now we've left with another project.
1: <laughs> but it could maybe be like, I don't know, an auction or people could like yeah. bid on their yeah. favorite one. That's a great idea. If we could have yeah. them
0: framed. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so cute. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Put that down. Write
1: that okay. down. Yeah. That's a okay. great idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we're in our final questions now. So round. Yep. Okay, So, what makes Utah special?
2: Utah is special because, well, there's beauty everywhere. But the beauty in Utah is sort of not subtle.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You Agreed.
2: Know? Yeah. And, and I love that you see... All these eons of time,
3: mm-hmm.
2: just, you know, like the rocks lift up. So other mm-hmm. places, like say in California, there's history under your feet uh, that you don't know is there. We don't know, we never know what the history is. We're not aware. But here, somehow, it just seems a little bit more... Yeah. In your face. Yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. it. Yeah, especially yeah.
1: driving through that gorge. It gets me every time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
2: When we moved here, it was uh late we had took us a little while we were what uh, the the night we moved and it was a full moon and we came through the gorge wow and I was like oh yes there is higher power i keep seeing other things yeah, like that yeah. and i just wanted to sing I, I don't sing but just like seeing the full moon and the gorge and it's like oh i mean it's yeah. just yeah, it's not
0: subtle. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's not subtle. Mm-hmm. That should be a sticker. That should
1: You're be done. on the license plate. It's not subtle. Instead of life's elevated, yeah. it's not it's subtle. subtle. <laughs> you don't. It's but, not
3: but, subtle. What, what amazes
2: me is that 100 years ago, the pioneers didn't seem to even notice it. Mm-hmm. I think his life was so hard. Right. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have anything. It's just like, oh, those are hot. What am I doing here? You know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah I'm sure that's how they felt what Bryce, were we thinking farm, said, yes a
2: bad place to lose a cow <laughs>
1: Okay, I think there is a there is a series of posters where they take yes. the most amazing places on Earth and write like it's the it's the national
0: parks and it gives them it's their the national worst parks ratings and it's their worst reviews, reviews. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah that should be the so one for Bryce <laughs> it's a bad place to lose a cow. cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh. god. Then the one for Zion, it's hot. That's Bay. Yeah. there's probably something on there, but there that should be. So
0: oh my it's gosh! So, okay. So, what's been your favorite part about the MoFoCo community?
2: The people in it, the yeah. the artisans, Kat,
0: <laughs> Anna,
2: <laughs> Aubrey. Oh, yeah, we're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and and I really I enjoy working the co-op. When people come in, also, you know, sometimes I'll ask people if they're an artists, and I just love it, you know, oh yeah. Oh, oh, but then get them getting them to talk about what they like to do. And I think I think actually some people think, Yeah, I can do some stuff, even if they're in Virginia or wherever, you yeah. know, they can to see and to see the real I love reality. I love when there is a a dream and now here it is in the in the real deal right and this co-ops that you know it was a vision and it became real i i just i love that rather than pie in the sky i'm going to do something someday Mm -hmm. and um well we need it i mean for years i mean i worked in i worked at a um a gallery mariposa which was part of oh, Split yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Remember that yeah yeah and that was over kind of off a of sunset by the wells fargo over there and there was always this talk about about art walks and getting you know the community and getting you know stuff that was not you know just commercial stuff and mofaco people come in here they love it yeah they love it because there's all this stuff there's all this creation mm-hmm. and people can see that it's not china it's mm-hmm. not all it's who knows what people are going to create and and that is it it what's the word It it kind of generates mm-hmm. that possibility mm-hmm. i can do this yeah i can do this myself
1: yeah you know yeah and i can make money at it too i think this has been a great way for people to see that you can actually make make a living yeah. yeah
0: yeah it's been great for me because i know that you can make a living but it's been it's been great to see the scale you know like to see like oh okay yeah. So and so is bringing in this much. Like this, there is a market for that. Like, mm-hmm. there's been stuff that I put in here where I'm like, well, let's see. Like, I don't know. It could do good. It and could then be flies bad. And flies then, off the and shelves. And then it flies off the shelves, and I'm like, this is great. Like the mugs. The yeah. Like- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the yeah. boob mugs. Yeah. Who knew that those were going to fly yeah, out of here? People, oh, they're so happy. When yeah. They buy them. Yeah.
2: They're just, they think they're the only one. Yeah. I'm getting this for my mother in law. I'm you know, like, whoever. jokes yeah. on
0: you, mother in law got it for you. too. And, like, <laughs> not, like, it's so, it's <laughs> awesome. I just love it. I love watching that. All right.
1: So, you kind of mentioned some already, but do you have a favorite book, publication, or social media account that you find inspirational or profound?
2: Well, I, I like um, Braiding Sweetgrass that Kat yep. recommended. I love that. That's such I a good love, one. Um, I love Happy For No Reason. It's a great book. Jerry recommended yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I Jerry knew Jerry that Jerry sounded familiar. Yeah. 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 So I've, I've been listening to audio tape. I listened again. And um, yeah, I think I think as much. I, I love reading things that motivate me to look at things from a more more positive point of view uh, and then I just get so surprised with i oh I went to the gym yesterday and I watched <laughs> I watched this thing on the uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and and it was A and E, and there was all this. Oh, here's a serial killer. Here's all this. And it's like I don't watch much TV, so I don't even. I'm just not even tuned in to all that stuff. But why focus on the skanky side of things? <laughs>
0: you know? I love it. Yeah, that's also a quote, dude. I'm telling you, you need to start making shirts, and then like put a. A placard, and in the background it'll be like Anya's, your mother's uh, abstract. Don't focus on the skanky. <laughs> and the other one. What was know. the other quote that you said that was unbelievable? Oh, Utah. It's not subtle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. I'm saying. I would buy. I would buy that. I would. I would buy it. I would buy it. Oh my gosh That's so funny. All right. So uh, why do you think people should buy local? When you buy local, you are participating
2: in life. It's not stagnant. So a person, you have no idea how hard they're working. Stay up to midnight, whatever, you know, and your eggs are fresh if you're buying them at the, the market. When you buy local, you are... you're you're part of something. You're not just, somebody is telling you, okay, you gotta go buy this and then you're just not knowing what you're doing when you're buying local. You are part of creation. You're part of that, that connection of creation. Whereas when we're buying stuff from way overseas, we don't even know what's going on and how those people are treated. Mm-hmm. At least locally, we maybe we're abusing ourselves but we're we've got a choice in the yeah. matter, you know. You still get to
0: meet the abused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can meet me every Saturday morning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and also one one thing I, I kinda enjoy too is like at the at the at the farmers market, a lot of them are family those kids are learning a real deal I mean they they know what work is yeah mm-hmm. and to me that's the biggest thing you could I don't have any kids but the biggest thing you could give any kid is that they've got two feet and two hands and they can use them
3: yeah mm-hmm.
2: because you know otherwise you you don't know how hard your parents are working you mm-hmm. don't know That or people in other countries are working so hard under these conditions, and you don't even, you're not even aware, you just
0: more, more, more. Yeah, this I uh I just got this email from this new farmer that's going to start, and the garden was her grandpa's. Wow, he died and no one else will do it. And so her and her brother have mm-hmm. taken over it. And wow. so I want to start bringing stuff. And I was like, that is That's so amazing. great. That amazing. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like continuing on your grandpa's yeah. work, but yeah. also learning about this, because it's hard. It's yeah. hard, yeah.
2: yeah. And it satisfies. Yeah. You don't need more and more and more. Yeah. You get, you
1: get something, and it's enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: So if listeners want to learn more about all you're doing, how can they find you? Okay.
2: They can. My Instagram is paintwhatsmilesatyou. My website is Com. Wolfaco? Yep. Also, we have stuff at the art museum, cards at the art museum. And um, moss and timber. Love moss and timber.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that is oh, cool. Awesome Timber. That's
2: yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh, I meant to
1: ask, is the paint what smiles at you? Is that something your mom said? or do you Okay, so
2: she studied under this guy, Taro Yashiba. He was an artist from Japan. He wrote quite a few books. Um, and he would say that, paint what smiles at oh, okay. you. Okay. So I just love that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I trademarked. I got it trademarked.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, I was surprised, yeah wow yeah good for you yeah that's awesome yeah is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to share well
2: this this is kind of crazy because um i'm i'm trying to think if i put it into words there was there was um this radio show in san francisco like in the 70s, and this guy, Scoop Mistner would do news broadcasting, and it was kind of a liberal show. It was a good, great radio station, but anyways, at the end, he'd do this news broadcasting, and he'd say, and if you don't like the news, go out and make some of your own. But you could also use that if you don't like what you see, go out, make, make,
0: don't complain about it, go, go, Go make your
1: own. Make your own. And then rent a space at MofaCo. <laughs> In the food room. In the food room. Get out there and bake, people. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you <laughs> go. Good job. Bake Lynn. what smiles you.
0: <laughs> I love that, yeah. Stop it. Okay. You stop it. Right now. Stop. You're done. <laughs> thank you, Lynn. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Lynn. Yeah. Awesome. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you found this podcast, especially on iTunes. If you have a specific question that you would like to ask us or our farmers, makers, or educators, send us an email at podcast at mofacoutah.com and let us know. Another way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporting member starting at only $2 a month. We have different levels of membership that grant access to special members-only swag like shirts, hats, bags, magnets, and stickers that show your support for your local community. To learn more, please visit mofacoutah.com podcast support. Make
1: sure you are following us on Facebook and Instagram at Mofico Utah. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back in your feed in two weeks. But until then, we, we hope to see you at the co-op. The music for this episode was created by Southern Utah local, Jake Shepard.